Welcome to the one-year anniversary episode of The Road to Tinue. No spoiler warnings, because instead of exploring his written words, today we're exploring Pat Rothfuss's charitable works, World Builders. What is World Builders, you ask? Let me pretend to interview the man himself. Hello, Mr. Rothfuss. Tell us, what does World Builders do? We rally the geek community and we raise money uh, for various charitable causes throughout the year. We do this with different charities. Think of it as sort of a charity vetting service. You know, because you might want to do something good in the world. You might want to be a philanthropist. You might want to like give back to the community. You might want to do whatever. But there are a lot of charities out there that are outright scams. And there's a lot of charities out there that are simply like not very good at their jobs. And there are some charities that used to be great and now and then like slowly have become more crapulent over the years. World Builders only works with really A plus bulletproof amazing charities. And one of those is Heifer International. And how did it get started? How did World Builders get started? That's a fair question. The first year that I was published, I actually had money for the first time in my life. And so, you know, I, I'm like, maybe I'll give some to charity because I gave money to NPR and it felt really good. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll give some money to my favorite charity, Heifer International. And I'm like, maybe I'll write a blog. And then like it got out of control and I thought I might be able to get people to donate $5,000 and I would match that. And then they donated $50,000 and a bunch of other authors came in and gave books for me to give away and Neil Gaiman tweeted about it. And they donated $50,000 and I matched all of it and then I had no more money left at all because that was all of the money that I'd gotten for my books. So that's how I started World Builders kind of accidentally. How does it work? Um, here's how it works. If you come in, you donate to us, we pass 100% of this money along to Heifer International, and you have the chance of winning a bunch of like fabulous geeky prizes. What is Heifer International? What Heifer International does, and I'm going to try to keep this pitch tight, We've all been watching TV at some point and you see one of those gut-wrenching commercials where it's like they show you some starving child and this music plays in the background and it says, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can feed this child. And if you're like me, right, you feel like you've just had a hole kicked in you because you're like, I had three coffees today. I am an asshole. And you're like, why aren't I fixing the world? But here's the problem. I, then I always thought, well, but I'm not doing that good. And what if I start helping this child for the price of a cup of coffee every day? What if things get worse? What if I need to make a car payment? What if I, do I have to pay for this kid to eat forever? It's, it's called a dependency charity. It has a lot of problems to it socially, economically, and honestly, psychologically. Because once you start feeding this child, are you going to stop? Because then you feel like an asshole, like a double asshole, right? 
What Heifer International does is they give people materials, tools, and training so that they can change their own lives forever. Thank you for your time, Mr. Rothfuss. Now let's check in with some actual people I talked to. First, let's listen to Jordan, who actually got to meet some of the world builders. Uh, my name is Jordan Hall, better known as Bones, from Corncast. And my experience with world builders was quite a positive one. It was recently at the Salt Lake City Comic Con in Salt Lake City. I went to see Pat Rothfuss, but unfortunately, due to some some personal circumstances, he was uh, he had to cancel his appearance at the con, which left myself and and some of the others uh, justifiably pretty pretty sad. Uh, we understood, but we were sad that he couldn't be there, and. Uh, we uh, when I went to the the World Builders booth, I knew that it was going to be there, and there was all, there was going to be a presence there, whether or not Patrick was able to make it or not. And they were uh, very very warm and and welcoming, and and they they were passionate about speaking about the importance of World Builders in in the community, and they have you know all these beautiful things. And the thing that really struck me was that they had a card like a little. A little card at the table. It was a on, on like basically just poster board that somebody bought. Uh, it was it was for for Pat to 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 uh, you know it was a kind of a, a sorry you couldn't make it kind of thing. And it was it was beautiful to see how many signatures were on that that these that these world builders were cultivating. And it really uh, made me understand that they even in small groups are quite capable of affecting real change. And so I bought my Eolian mug, which is a beautiful thing, and you may see it make appearances on my podcast uh, that we also host on YouTube. And yeah, it was it was a wonderful, positive experience, and I and I really hope that that more people are able to benefit from it. You may remember Hannah and Jeff from such episodes as Denna of the Wind and The Wise Denna's Fear. Now listen while we talk about one of World Builder's most treasured memories and pieces of memorabilia. Pat just did one of my favorite blogs of the year where he talks about Stardust and the history of the Stardust arc that's in the lottery every year. So it's definitely worth checking out. It's one of my favorite stories of the year. Even though I would be really terrified if I won it because that is a lot of pressure. I want it so bad, but I also want to be able to say no, but I actually am kind of a greedy, terrible person and just want it. It's hard. What, what yeah. does it do? I didn't see that one. Oh, it's uh, it's been in the lottery every year for seven or eight years. Five yeah. A long, long time. Long time. And somebody won it, and the person who won gave it back. And so then the one like requirement was that next year it get auctioned off. Mm-hmm. And so they put in the auction. They gave it and back. then they give it back. And it's been coming back every year since then. What is it? The history of Stardust. It's, what is No, that? it's it's Stardust by it's an arc of Stardust by uh, Neil Gaiman. Oh, so it's a book. OK. Yeah, it's a book. Yeah. That's a really cool um, book. Yes, it's a really cool book. It's an advanced reader copy in a slipcase. Oh. 
okay. I'm pretty sure it's, it's sign. And I think it's so, sign. So the person yeah. who gets it has a very difficult choice of giving it back like the last yes. people have been doing. Um, yeah. But do you want to be a good person? That's a but good test. like a year or two ago, I don't know when they did this. They started uh, doing like a library card system for it. Yeah, that's a couple which years is old. pretty awesome. So it's like if you win it and then you decide to give it back, you get a library card that's signed by you and like also past people that have gotten it and given that's it back. Awesome. That's kind of so cool. So you at least get yeah, it's really neat. It's one of my one of my favorite little. Uh, so you get the book, and you can still read it if you want. Yeah. Although cool. I... Yeah. Most people say just leave it there because they're yeah. worried. Yeah, they don't, don't want to smudge it or pour coffee on it. And also now, I don't know, I don't think at the beginning, maybe at the beginning, but now if you say no, like, they shower you with gifts. Yeah. Like oh, you yeah. Get a, you get other box. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah, I and heard of... someone won it twice. Yeah, somebody won it twice right at the beginning. It was either the first or second person won it twice in a row. It yeah, it was crazy. So it's just it's just a fun history the book has. Up next we talk to a young man who actually created something very special and donated it to the lottery that you can possibly win if you donate just ten dollars. Hello, my name's Aaron. I'm 32 years old from Washington State, but I'm currently living in Alabama while I go to grad school for my master's in orthotics and prosthetics. Essentially, uh, build robot parts for people without legs or arms. I, I originally built one of those tack boards during the Kickstarter back in the day because I thought it was an awesome game and I wanted a little piece of the world. I had just kind of posted some pictures of it on the internet just to, you know, basically show off the thing that I built because I was proud. At some, at that point, someone had, uh, they had offered me $1,500 for it and I was kind of blown away, but I, I, I didn't want to sell it because, I mean, I built it for me, for my own enjoyment. A little bit later, so, um, I was working on my thesis down here. Yeah, I was working on my thesis down here for grad school and my, uh, how am I going to phrase this? Uh, I, I, I needed some, some income for it. <laughs> I had this, uh, this idea for a really big project and it was going to cost, in my estimation, about $5,000 to complete. Um, so I thought, you know, okay, how am I going to fund this? Well, someone offered me $1,500 for a tack board. Uh, maybe I can make some of those. Yeah, I ended up contacting the guy who had originally said he would pay $1,500. He didn't want, like, he couldn't afford it at the time, but he thought, you know, maybe a little bit further down the road. Sure. Anyway, I ended up making five of these tack boards just as a means of potentially funding this my, my thesis project. I, I decided to call that the thesis series. I sent the first of the five boards to Pat and World Builders specifically just as a way to say thank you to Pat. So the tack board I sent was an 8x8 hybrid board. It's made from Bloodwood, Purple Heart, Yellow Heart, Jatoba. I believe Jatoba has another name of uh, Brazilian Cherry. It has copper inlays. And by the way, Pat, an inlay is definitely the right phrase for that. Inlay is sort of an all-encompassing term for, for any material that is placed into another, at least in the English language. This specific type of inlay might have another term but inlay works just fine. 
Anyway, so <laughs> there's uh, copper inlays, and then there's hand-forged wrought iron nails in the 7x7 seven seven row, you know, because the Chandrian 7's unlucky, so why, why would you even risk playing a 7x7 seven seven game? Uh, there's 104 pieces that are sent along, that I, that I sent along. There's 50 stones and two capstones in each color. The pieces were made of yellow heart and purple heart, and then bloodwood and purple heart. Uh, they were each laminated together to have the purple heart in the center, so it would have that distinct heart stripe through each piece. So this was my way of saying thank you. I wanted to say thank you to Pat for his world and helping me through a really dark time. I'm a lover of words, but words were not enough here. So the thanks that I owe Pat, at least in my view, it required something tangible. So that's why I sent that to World Builders. World Builders means a lot to him. I wanted to say thank you. Allow me to introduce you to Paul. He's also known as Wears Hats on the Discord channel and in the Pat Chat. He shares how he found out about Pat and World Builders and what that means to him. There's uh, this webcomic I follow called Goblins. And the author, Terrell Hunt, wrote this thing about how he just met this guy at a convention, um, and his name was Patrick Rothfuss, and his book wasn't out yet, but you have to read this book. You are going to want to read this book. This guy is going to be huge, and you want to get in on the ground floor. And he actually took a, a page out of his webcomic and for the first time ever drew a page advertising someone else's work and telling everyone, go do this. So that's how I found Pat. So he said, like, you can buy the book from these bookstores, but there's also this charity that I've set up, the World Builders, and, you know, check that out and you can get the book through that. And so I looked and there was this blog post uh, about don't be Batman. And I'm like, but Batman's awesome. I love Batman. And I read it and he was saying, like, look, Bruce Wayne got traumatized by this one thing that happened to him, and then he dedicated the rest of his life to like, dressing up as a bat and like, fighting crime. And there's so much more that he could be doing with his resources, with his life. And he just got tunnel vision and is only focusing on this one problem because it affected him personally. And Pat said, I don't think that's what I should be doing. I want to look around and see how can I really make the world a better place, never mind what's happened to me or what impacts me directly. And I thought that was such a great pitch. And he talked about like Heifer and how he had researched this charity and all the good work that they do and how you know they're not just giving someone food for a day, they're giving things that you know, change their entire lives for generations to come and can lift them out of poverty. And it was amazing. And so um, I've been following world builders ever since um, and chipping in, you know, a little bit each year. Um, lately, I started to chip in more just because I've been really impressed by how much he's done and all the good work that Heifer does and the pitch that he makes every year on stream talking about what Heifer does and showing these stories of how 
you know, families, entire villages have been turned around from abject poverty into a functional life. And that really means a lot to me because like back in about third grade, I defined the worth of my own life in terms of how much I leave the world a better place behind me. And I've been dealing with a lot of chronic illness issues and it's kept me from school. I had to quit that. I spent 10 years just trying to figure out what the heck was going on only to find out they couldn't fix it. And I've tried to find other ways to make myself useful and I just kind of failed a lot and I'm still trying to figure out how to make something of myself. And in the meantime, here's Pat showing like, you're still living in a comfortable house with plentiful food and all these resources. And here are people who are begging in the streets to feed their families. And if you give a little, you can turn that around. And that just speaks to me so deeply. And so I've started donating a fair amount more. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm making an actual difference in the world, which means everything to me. And then every year I get a box of random goodies of books I want, books I've never heard of, games, stuff that I can share with family and friends. Or you know, sometimes if it doesn't really interest me, I can send it back and they can you know, donate it out to someone else another year. And meantime, I've found this amazing community in Discord, just another little pocket of the internet where people are intelligent, friendly, sociable geeks. Not the angry yelling that you get clogging up the works in the more general internet, but an actual community. And that's just rare and valuable. And I think... Whenever I've seen that, it's been because someone brought that community together just by being true to themselves and having similar people kind of gather around that banner. And so I think that's owed to Pat. And the atmosphere that he builds in his stream attracts, you know, really special people. And so I've found uh, some good friends there and support and fun and so that's meant a lot to me too you may recognize alex aka unlikely maths from the pat chat or also from the more recent bonus episodes that i've been posting to help promote world builders here he goes over one of his and my personal favorite memories from the pat chat the first year Pat started doing Twitch streams, which was a couple of years ago, he was playing Fallout 4 because the whole thing was it had just come out and he wanted to play it. But also he basically put it up to the vote. He allowed people as they donated, they could vote whether Pat gets to play Fallout or whether he gets to or whether he should work on book three more. Fallout won a lot. At, so anybody who's played it, I'm sure is aware that there's a big pirate ship run by robots that Pat saw and wanted very much. And thought it'd be really cool if you could fly it around. And also, as anybody who's played Fallout 4 may well know, you can't fly it around. It's just a quest, and then it goes off and crashes into another building. 
so that but there's a video on youtube and i can't remember the exactly what it's titled but it's something along the lines of pat rothfuss's pirate ship disappointment something along those lines and you watch this video and it's one of the other mods on the twitch channel actually did it um they set it to music it's beautiful um and i highly recommend it to to anybody If you're a fan of Patrick Rothfuss, you've probably heard the name Nate Taylor before. He's done many projects with Rothfuss, including The Wonderful Adventures of Princess and Mr. Whiffle. He did the maps for The Name of the Wind. He did the illustrations in the tack guidebook. He's a great all-around guy, and he has some nice things to say about world builders. World Builders is one of the charities out there that's doing something truly good for the world, not just medical relief or disaster relief or only coming in when people are in trouble. But it's like it's it's literally with Heifer International trying to raise up the entire world to at least at the very least the the same level of self-sustainability, you know, with, with bringing goats and and cows and chickens into these impoverished communities and teaching them how to use them and how to use them to make more of them. You know, it's like, here's a goat. It makes more goats and milk and you can use hair and stuff like that. It's, it's really doing amazing things that no other charity is doing. I I love every time that they do a fundraiser for it because it's just, it's doing so much more for the world than I could do on my own or than Pat could do on his own. And it's, I'm really glad that it's out there. I'm glad that it's doing all these great things. Let's listen to one last pitch from the man himself. Like the pretend interview, this is both from his Twitch stream and edited for time and content. It's hard to remember sometimes that you are among the 1% wealthiest people in the world. 60% of the world's population eats its dinner tonight after cooking it over an open fire. And I'm not saying on a wood stove. I'm not saying anything as a lap, not in a fireplace. I'm talking about actually over a fire. And so to give somebody a cow, a cow produces seven gallons of milk a day. They sell that milk, their children drink milk, and the revenue stream that comes in lets them buy medicine and schooling and clothes. A goat does something very similar on a smaller scale. 120 bucks buys a goat, and suddenly that's a gallon of milk a day. And the manure improves your farm patch. And chickens go in and eat pests and weeds out of your garden. It's such a great charity, people. I would not set my life on fire for two months out of the year. If I had not researched this charity so thoroughly, we have raised more than $7 million over the last several years. And that is all good-hearted geeks coming together because they want to make the world suck just a little bit less. And again, the added sauce is that you can win some really great stuff. Our sponsors give us these things just so we can give them away please consider coming in, donating, helping us out. Plus, again, you win cool stuff. And in, ter- in terms of self-care, let me just say, 
you can do worse for your own mental health and sense of well-being and efficacy than to do something nice for somebody else. And if you chip in money, it's not all animals, by the way. 60 bucks would buy a family tree seedlings that prevent soil erosion, provide shade, and produce like fruit or nuts, which is a great cash crop. Uh, 300 bucks buys an entire village clean water. They do biogas digesters. 30 bucks is a hive of honeybees, which will improve crop yields by 200%, plus people get honey that they can sell. Heifer has this sewed up. They've done this for 70 years. And I'm not saying that your lives are great, but you have the ability. If somebody came into your life and said, hey, I know you're working hard, do these couple of tricks, and instead of making $25,000 a year, you'll make 50. Just think for a moment what your life would be like with twice as much income. Think of the ease you would feel. Think of the, the safety you would feel. Think of the security you would feel. You can do that for somebody else for 50 bucks. You can help parents know that they can feed their children. That, that's it. That's all I got. I'm not asking you to put yourself into a bad financial position, but let's be honest. You can afford 20 bucks, right? <laughs> so thank you for listening to me talk about my charity. I'd like to thank everyone who shared their stories and support with me. I'd like to thank you for listening. If you haven't already, I hope you'll donate. Heifer helps people help themselves, and World Builders lets you win geeky prizes while doing the same. I'd also like to thank the individuals who work at World Builders. Amanda, your Stardew Valley streams inspired me to buy my own copy and donate the same amount. Thank you for all your hard work. Maria, your smile and laugh in the videos is a delight. I know you do more than I can imagine, and thank you for your hard work. Brett, you do so much behind the scenes. And thank you for trying to teach Pat how to draw a bee and the World Builders comics. Speaking of which, that's where I found the rest of your names. Jenny, Mike, Anne, and Jeff, thank you for all the stacking, stocking, and prize stuffing you do. If I have missed anyone, thank you too. One of the common themes in these stories is the sense of community. It's my favorite part of the year-end fundraiser. So come for the charity, stay for the community and I'll see you on the road. Our music is by Mark Haas. Find Mark on YouTube or at markhaas.com. Rachel from World Builders, she emailed me at one point saying that, um, let's see, she, she said that Pat came into the office today and he spent a good amount of time oogling your board. And I'm like, hey, Pat oogled my wood.